Say with me. I'm a king. I'm a king. I have a God-given throne. I will allow patience to develop every grace in me that I need to obtain my throne and sit on it and maintain it for the rest of my life in Jesus' name. Let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play. And do, I need to change the word to job, to do a thorough job on you. So that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects. With no defects. You know this in the natural, when there's a defect, that's a recall. Yeah. Yeah. Your destiny will be called back in. Ooh, mm. Mm. I can't trust you yet. Mm. They put you on the shelf for a delay. Yeah. There are things that people say to me, and I wonder, are they hearing what they're saying to me? Because I served with a white guy over there, and he said to me one day, do you know what the Lord told me? I said, what did the Lord tell you? He said that he has had the hardest time of any minister he'd ever launched, trying to launch him in ministry. And he laughed about it. I said, what is there to laugh about? If God said that to me, I would be in mourning. And that ministry never took a hold. He left with a judgment against the, the pastor, that the pastor was not ordaining people. And he went out there within the first two months. He ordained all these young men that, that went with him. And as soon as they all got ordained, guess what they all did? They left him and went and started their own ministries. And then he collapsed. He was so strapped for cash. He was going on a job, working at a warehouse, and fell asleep and rolled the car over and died. The path of destiny is littered with chaos, accidents, people who will not allow God to prepare them, people who feel that what I'm going through is too much. Who told you that? It's your faith that needs to? Upgrade! What did that tell John? After he was thrown in the boiling oil, he didn't die. They put him out in the island of Patmos. Say, come up hither! Rise! Because God has things to show to you, to reveal to you. How are you going to keep serving God and you don't know him? Because you won't put your roots down. Remember what I told you in the first message? He said, you are a tree planted. You are not a tree mobile. You are planted. Hmm? When I go to Nigeria, some trees were there before I was born. And they're still there. Have you ever had a concept of you being fully developed with no defects? No need to be recalled. Amen. Lacking. That's God's vision for you. That's what God's trying to make out of you. You can barricade yourself, refuse to relate to people. You're only postponing the inevitable. I promise you, 
God will arrange the person that will marry you to drive every inch of all that mess out of you. If you're a bee, they will come with a spray that will shoot that bee down <laughs> and kill it. Because, watch, he said we are predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. Now, if you don't believe anything I'm telling you, even though I'm quoting it and I'm not reading it, but it's written. It is written in your Bible. Amen. Watch this. He said that Jesus learned obedience. You mean the Lord Jesus had to learn obedience? Okay, if the Lord learned obedience by what he suffered, Amen. how would you learn yours? Amen. You have to learn it, to obey, to do as you are told. I know you are an ignorant American, and you believe that you are your own man. That is your prescription to remain in the wilderness. Guess what will happen when God runs out of patience? Then you will lose everything he has done for you now. You will experience a recall. What happens when things are defect? You recall them to fix them. Watch now. I'm warning all of you young parents. Particularly you young men, because your sons are growing up, and you're going to see every pride that you, were in you that you didn't deal with Amen. manifest. They will be going toe to toe with you. They'll be saying all kinds of things, and God will remind you, you did it to me. I am your test case to fix generational curses. Amen. If you refuse, you're going to deal with it. You don't have to take my word for it. You did it yourself to your own parents. Amen. I would leave this, this one unnamed so he can <laughs> handle it. I was talking to one young man. I said, you know, he was telling me, you know, that his parents are dumb. You know, they make all these mistakes. They say this and that. They're prejudiced. I said, wait, well, you know, you have to read. Re you're going to read these things when your children grow up. He said, I disagree with you. <laughs> oh, Okay. I said, all right, fine, fine. Uh, uh, the Bible has been rewritten for you. You have a special grace with the Lord our God to disagree with the apostle. And then uh, he said, be not deceived. God, whatsoever a man soweth, that. I saw they, they, they took that page off your Bible. So then finally, when he repented, he said, well, Apostle, please, forgive me. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I said, well, no, this, you think I'm telling you that? Everything I did over there wrong came back. I didn't understand the good measure. Press that. <laughs> My God. I said, come on. At least if you all are going to come back, come back. The same measure. Not good measure. So, so when the man was telling me, you know, you know, since you, since you, you know, you came back from Africa, there's just been some demonic thing going on. I said, what is he saying? I brought demons. <laughs> I mean, they were just abusing me. 
right and left. And I've been wondering, Lord, what did I say over there? I said, what are you smelling? He said, I just, it's like there's some urine on this altar. I mean, that was the day Elder Bobby was about to beat him up. He said, you know, I was, I was driving over here, and I was thinking, you know, I, I go to a ghetto church. This is a ghetto building, you know. That's, and he'll be doing, yeah. <laughs> I said, Lord, did I do this? How can you take a little bit and make it good measure? Press down, shake it. <laughs> I said, don't worry. Your children are growing up. You're going to see what I'm telling you. Hmm. These ones that are come out of the womb and do, doing the iPad. They can turn it on better than you. <laughs> huh? Amen. This one will get you. Watch. You tell them something. He said, let me Google it. <laughs> You're challenging me. Who is Google? He says, the same one you, you were Googling too. It's coming. I'm prophesying it to you. It's coming. I kept asking the Lord, when did I do these things? He said, no, it doesn't come back in the measure that you have done. It comes back. So when... when when the guy told me that God told him not to give me any money, I said, well, God can't tell you that. <laughs> How can God tell you not to give me any money? So then this one comes to tell me, well, I disagree with you. you know? And the other one tells me, well, you know, look like you brought demons from Africa. Or I'm smelling urine, you know. There's a ghetto building. Uh, so I said one thing, and I got four or five things. I mean, every week. I said, you know, I was teaching the leaders one Saturday morning. I said, you know, you have to know your God-given place. And stay there. That's where you're protected and covered and blessed. He said, oh, that's what the white man used to tell our father. Stay in your place. Stay in your place. <laughs> and he will always mm, be doing that pride thing. And I'll be asking the Lord, when did I do this? He said, it's coming back. I have to keep demonstrating it so when it starts happening, don't come to for canceling. There's no canceling. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> it's good measure. Mm -hmm. Some of you, you won't talk to me. You don't watch now. They're gonna, they're, they won't talk to you. You say, son, I need to come talk to me. You will even go, son, I need to come talk to me. So, Dad, I'm just not ready to do that now. Well, who do you think you are? Praise the Lord. <laughs> You're going to see some things. You're going to see some things. I've seen so much. It humbles you. Then you start trying to help others not to go down the same road. But you ignorantly think that you and God have a special thing going. You will be exempt. <laughs> how, how will David be anointed king? Watch again. I, I left it. But I'm back to it. And then God left Saul on the throne. Saul kept doing evil until he killed all the priests. And God still left him there. 
Look at the emotions we will have, we would have had. How's he gonna go play for Saul after he threw a javelin at you the night before to kill you? And then you go back to play for him the next day. It happened again. And you never quit. So you can get your throne. Americans get offended and forfeit the throne. And you have a generation wandering around in the wilderness. You remember the one that said that they will be following me in the stadium. They saw themselves following me in the stadium crusade. Uh, you're going to follow me in stadium crusade and you don't come to church. Which stadium crusade? You won't even see the door. Somebody has taken the place. Somebody else has taken the job. You have to know there's a shuffle going on. God is choosing, approving, promoting, demoting, rejecting, putting on the shelf. Destinies are being shuffled all the time. It was God that said to me, remember, son, there are people fasting 40 days right now to receive half of what I've already done for you. So you better grit your teeth and keep on going. Do you know the problem with destiny? It's not like a job. You go and find another one. When it's gone, gone. <laughs> he appeared supernaturally out of nothing, and it goes back supernaturally to nothing. That's why you can't replace it. Once gone, gone. I heard Kenneth Copeland and preaching and saying that once you pass, you know, your early 30s and all of that, if you, if you don't get your breakthrough in your destiny, that uh, it usually doesn't happen. I said, well, that didn't work with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have the anointing for late bloomers. Yeah. Hmm. Because this glory catches you up and makes up for lost time. Makes up for lost time. Let patience and endurance do a thorough job on you so that you will be perfect and entire, lacking. Leave it at that. It's one thirty. There they go. Amen. Um, amen. Amen. Come on. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank Him for the work He's doing in your life. Thank Him for not throwing you away, for being patient with you. To teach you how to be patient. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For every destiny you are rescuing today. By the words you have spoken to us. Whether in the first message 
on this message. Oh Lord, let your glory rain down. Let your glory fix what is broken. Every defect. Resign us in your mercy. Don't let us lose our moment. Hallelujah. Don't let us forfeit the throne. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this altar that's alive. Thank you for this miraculous flow. Flowing, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Maybe I should test my caps with this. Where are you going? So I will test on you first. All right, Father, we bless this cap as a point of contact for all the caps. I haven't even gotten to you. Let your glory fill it. Come on, turn my mic on, eh? Lord, let your glory touch it now. I impart grace to it that as ladies put it on their head that the demons that talk to them will cease. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Masata raba koshete, nembre na basata raba ka, shende rebe he he he. Receive grace, huh? Impregnate every heart out there with the anointing in Jesus' name. Hear ye, hear ye. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I need a lady that will have the discipline to make sure that every hat gets touched with this one. Okay, now Mara says she will. Okay, now you're pregnant. I, I, I'm going to test it on you first. Hallelujah. All right? In Jesus' name. Okay, come here. Let me test on you. I transfer the anointing on this cap, on every cap out there in Jesus' name. He said, touch you again. Hallelujah. Don't hit me. 
Sometimes the Holy Spirit will put restrictions on what I'm doing. Say now, no man should touch this calf. Only a woman. But you must touch every calf out there one by one. Say, I release the glory impact. The glory in this calf to go into all you caps, you can say, hear the word of the Lord, caps, receive the glory. And then you pick up one and test on a woman, and it will work. In Jesus' name. Come on, louder! Beloved, it has been a wonderful week as we have shared our hearts with you, the ministry that God has given to us. Just before we came on to close this programming for today, the Holy Spirit gave me an unction. You just saw me bless a cap. And my daughter took it from me to go out to the church lobby and impart the grace from that cap into all the caps designed for the women of our church. And that glory transferred. I wish that somebody thought ahead of time. A camera should have been placed there because ladies came and she was touching them with the caps and the whole lobby was just littered with people slain under the power of God. And as I was thinking about it, the Holy Spirit gave me an unction because this is such a desperate need. Many of you ladies are bombarded constantly with thoughts, demonic thoughts, thoughts of anger, hatred, bitterness. Some of you even murder. I cannot pray over a Resurrection House for All Nations cap because you're not a member of this church and we don't want you wearing our cap as if you are representing us. But the Holy Spirit said to make this so simple. Send me your cap just with a minimal gift of $20. That's what I received. I will pray over your cap, impart the glory on it, and it shall be returned to you. And you wear it every day. You will see the glory will come upon your life and after a while all these demonic thoughts will break off of your mind in Jesus name. It will be a dome of glory sitting over you. If you read in the New Testament these things are done by the Holy Spirit. It's not gimmickry. At some point Aprons was taken from Apostle Paul's body and it brought healing to people. You don't do these things on your own. You do them as the Holy Spirit unctions. That's why I'm, I'm sharing it with you. And he said to make it a minimal gift of $20 so that anyone who desires uh, this glory, you at least be willing to make a simple, minuscule sacrifice of $20. Send your cap 
P.O. Box 251, Union City, Georgia. I'll pray over it, impart grace, and send it back to you. Part of the $20 you are sending is for us to pay the postage to send it back to you. If you want to make your seed full, as the Holy Spirit gave me, then add the postage back. So at least $20 will go in the ground for you. Do it today. We will receive them all. I pray over them, impart grace to them. And you will see that even you know, when you touch yourself with it, the glory might come on you and you fall out. That may happen. But even if you don't fall out, keep it on your head. You will see that systematically a lot of these thoughts will leave your life in Jesus' name. I celebrate with you already. What a week. It's been so filled with glory and life-changing ministry. Now, yeah, this is a practical example of some ignoramus now will start writing me and saying, you're a false prophet. Where is that written in the Bible that you should bless the hair? Shut up before your poverty and misery becomes a death sentence <laughs> because these things are done by the Holy Spirit. Even in the Old Covenant, when Saul was anointed king, Samuel told him, now you're going to meet a band of prophets and you're going to prophesy. He said, watch, do as occasion warrants. There is no didactic step-by-step -step stuff. No, you have unctions. You just act them out. And God honors it. But you don't even know the scriptures and you're running your mouth. These things are solidly biblical. Mm -hmm. And those of you that believe that once you get saved, you received everything, this realm will not come to you. This realm happens after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's after salvation. And recently, the Lord showed me the clear dimensions that Jesus spoke about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. First, it was salvation. Second is this overflow of the Holy Spirit. I said I will show it to the church and bring it so that those of you particularly in all these denominations that teach solidly against the expressions of tongues and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you see that you are missing. God will accommodate you wherever you choose to camp out, but you are missing all the blessing that he has for you. Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Come and experience resurrection glory. And as I always say, when you come, don't be in a hurry. We are not looking for members. We only want those that God has chosen as resurrection sons and daughters. Yes, many of you come, and then sometimes I preach twice. I preach only one time, you run out the door. Mm -mm, it don't work that way. You need to give resurrection time. Services are at a minimum three hours goes longer many times. We love you, beloved. I'm so full. I'm so blessed. I know that the content we put out there will produce the fruit God is looking for. If you have the humility to receive, receive in Jesus' name. We love you. God bless you. See you Monday. Bye-bye.